everyone, Bert from Season Gaming, and welcome to BitCast86. Now, with it being the holiday season and the end of the year, we're going to be doing something a little bit different with our BitCast this week, and it's literally going to be our favorites of the year. So we're going to go through a different, a ton of different categories. We are going to have our personal game of the year that we really enjoyed the most, but we're really just going to walk you through a bunch of random stuff. You've probably seen a lot of outlets giving their game of the year, their game of the decade, best sound, best game on Xbox, PlayStation, whatever. We're not really going to do it that way. We're just going to talk about what we enjoyed and like I said you'll see a lot of just fun random categories that we're going to talk about but I'm joined as usual with Ains and Dan and like I said hopefully you're having a great holiday depending on when you're listening to this we are knocking this out the Monday before Christmas and should have it up the day before Christmas so Christmas Eve so if you're taking some time off and just <coughs> tuning into our bidcast really appreciate it and like I said hopefully you're having a happy holiday whatever you celebrate but um, we're gonna kick it off with just a little bit of fun um, with what's going on in our week. Hopefully you have caught up with Witcher. Did you guys, by the way, did y'all, did y'all binge it already? I've already watched the whole thing. How about you guys? I know Dan did, right? Yeah, I'm done. Um, you said you were saving it for your flight, right, to Scotland, and uh, just didn't, didn't make it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I made the mistake of watching the first episode. I should have never done that. Yeah. I, uh, I'm on episode, as of right now, we're going to watch some later tonight, but I'm on episode six. So I've only got a few left. I'll be done by the time they're listening to this, I'm sure. Yeah, there's only eight. Yeah. So uh, amazing content. I mean, it sets up the season two and potentially season three really, really well. But if you followed the game, the books or whatever, it is fantastic. I really love it. Henry Cavill nailed Geralt yeah. to a T, Real I good think. Job. So. And Dan, anything you want to say besides I watched it? <laughs> That's about all I got to say about it. Like, you like it? Uh, <laughs> Kinda. Okay. I, I liked I liked Henry Cavill. Yeah. I thought he was excellent. Yeah. I thought uh, the lady who played Yennefer, Yennefer. was amazing. I think her name starts with an A. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the fighting scenes were probably some of the best I've ever seen. Um, hmm. They they were fantastic. I don't. Yep. It was so all over the place though for me because they mix the timelines. Yeah, the timelines. I can see people that are not into The Witcher. You know, for me, being a big Witcher 3 fan, I've never read the books, um, I enjoyed it overall. But I can totally understand where people are like, oh man, this is all over the place, or I can't, I don't understand what's happening. There are some parts where it kind right. of just, you know, kind of lull, there's a, you know, a lot of lulls. There's a lot between, of talking. A lot of talking. Setting up. Yeah, yeah, setting up and stuff. And it wasn't until like episode 3 that I realized, hey, we're in different timelines. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, what's yep. going on here? Yep. You know, and I was like, and then... Even then, as you keep going through it, I was just like, okay, when is this going to happen where we <laughs> all kind of get together and stuff? But um, there are some really good moments. There are, you know, you know, between some of the, the down parts. But, I mean, I would like to see more of the actual monsters sometimes. Like, I know he fought one yep. at some point that was really cool. Um, but there was a couple where he just like comes out of a cave or something. He's like, "Hey, here's the head <laughs> or something." The Striga yeah. fight was cool. The Striga fight was excellent. Yeah, yeah, um, that was awesome. Yeah, they yeah. they did a really good job with it. Um, I hope this pulls people in that aren't fans, tech, you know, of the yeah. you know, of the show or the of the book, because I'd like to see at least three or four more seasons for sure. Well, they have seven planned. Well, then bring it on. <laughs> there it is. That's you like, use that way too early. Well, I'm just gonna do it because we got other stuff going <laughs> it's on. It's Christmas. You have extras yeah. tonight. 
Um, I was going to say, you know, in in parallel news here, too, uh, which is good for fans, right, is that CD Projekt Red renewed their agreement with Sapkowski, the author of the books, Mm -hmm. came to a new agreement where CD Projekt Red can not only uh, continue to use the license for games, but also merchandise, books. Basically, they have kind of all-inclusive rights to the Witcher series going forward. Witcher 4, come on. Please. Yep. Yeah, one of the, Dan, to your point, one of the things that has been mentioned is uh, the books are like that too, um, where they jump around different timelines and you kind of don't know yeah, where you're first, at, but after you start reading them and stories. watching it the same way. This is yep. what the whole yep. series was to me. It was like several so. short stories yeah. that kind of, you know, eventually yep. come together. That's, like, what, that's why if you look at the books, the first two books aren't numbered. The first two books are um, Breath of, not Breath of Fire, um, Yes, Breath something of like last, that, and, and Sword of Destiny. Uh, last Wish. And of last Wild. Wish, thank yeah. you, Bert. And Sword of yeah. Destiny. And then book one is after that. It's the third one. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense, yep. I guess, then. I mean, I think, you know, yeah. more, more like Jen- yeah, Yennefer, you know, she was a very fleshed out character, you know. Yeah, she was. Siri, you don't really, she's kind of almost toss away at this point. I mean, to me, she was. I, I, I think her whole arc was kind of boring i guess a little bit i kind of wanted to see more of her but i know she's still developing into a character and stuff yeah. so very I mean, different from what we saw in witcher yeah, 3 right you know, for sure when she's so, older yep right yeah it's a good introduction i, I think series more of like a side character at the moment versus yeah. a main it's mainly Geralt and yennefer and then we'll start seeing a little bit more of triss in the future because um you know yennefer's Geralt's real I don't know if you call her like a true love type thing or anything, but you know it's 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 his main squeeze, um, his main bird. in the books and yeah, his main bird. <laughs> that's right. But uh, Solid choice. When, and we're talking about Witcher for a super long time. But I will say for people that were doubting Henry Cavill as Geralt, man, were they wrong? Yeah. I mean, he was ta- talk about nailing. And it's funny because you you typically see Henry Cavill as obviously Superman, and he you don't even see a hint of Superman really in in Geralt at all. Um, and then now he's been doing a lot of like you know spy movies and there's some, some really good movies that he's done like the Mission Impossible one and just other stuff and he just seems to be able to fit in every single one of them. If you look at some of the old movies, I forgot one was it was a uh, where he plays a Greek um, demigod. I can't remember the name of that one now. The Untouchables or Intouchables or something. Something like with that. an eye. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it is, but the, the, the point I'm making Immortals? is, is that it? Immortals. Immortals. That's See, what it was. So he, he can, like, just jump into these different roles, and you just picture a guy that's kind of known, like, as The Rock or, you know, that kind of character who doesn't really change very much. He can really jump into different roles, and he does a really good job on it. Yeah, he's way up there um, now, probably with Tom Hardy, you think, is one of the yeah, better. He's probably right up there with Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. No, you know what? But, um, I mean, it, it's, it's really good. I want somebody to do, if anybody out here is, you know, that watches the show that can do compilations, I'd like just a bunch of F-bombs from Geralt. Uh, and uh, all this throughout the whole show because it's probably going to be like five minutes long. And it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> he, he, the personality, like Bert said, he just crushes it. Like yeah. he is Geralt. It's awesome. Um, One of the things I had a question on Ains, and you might know more because you're a little bit more into the lore. Even though some your, your statue video, you, you shouldn't even be allowed to have. That <laughs> yeah, statue. I mixed up. How could I uh, mix up a drowner and a fog like <laughs> God forbid? <laughs> <laughs> so. First Sorry. of all, so the, the the necklace that he wears, yeah. does he get the the wolf one later on, or is that just a whole different pendant that he's wearing? Because I know that the Witcher necklace is fairly important to the Witcher, I guess, outfit. Yeah, and it depends um, on obviously the school different? that you're in too. Um, 
Which yeah. is why it was interesting when they showed, not to ruin anything, but they show another Witcher in the series, and he had a School of the Wolf, uh, you know, band too. Yeah. But no, the, I know what you're talking about, like the actual wolf head one. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when or what that's... And the other thing was, is the Witchers carry two swords. So there's like the silver sword, and yeah. then there's the Witcher sword. He only had one in this one, yeah. so maybe that comes later too. So that is, um, in fact, a, a lot of the hardcore guys had a problem with Witcher 3 and that he always carries both swords, because in the books he doesn't. Mm -hmm. He only carries the one. Ah. He keeps the silver sword on, his, on Roach, which they actually show at one point. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so I did know that. Uh, I don't know why in Witcher 3. Maybe just because of being a game and you need both to fight right. with. You know, back and forth. Yeah, yeah, but in the books he only carries one as well. They said the silver sword is actually rarely used. Interesting. Well, it was cool. And Roach got a few call-outs too, so that was pretty cool. You know, they did talk about them. So. Good good show. So if you're into it roofs? at all, give it a try. No. Oh. Does he what? End up on any roofs? Not that I <laughs> Or stuck in fences and stuff? <laughs> or... You know, who knows? But all right, let's, let's get started with our episode. So um, I, I think we're going to kick it off with maybe some fun memories or stories from like a past Christmas or something, and then we'll get to straight to our categories. But Ains, you want to kick it off with something fun that you remember from Christmas or maybe something you're doing this year or something? Yeah, I was just going to, you know, shout out to just one of our memories that we maybe had growing up in gaming. And um, mine's kind of a funny one. So, well, that's no, not funny, but it's important to me. I... Uh, didn't have a lot of games growing up, like I said, uh, my mom, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, and so I got the Genesis um, one year, and I was a diehard Fantasy Star guy, which I talked about on this podcast previously many times, but anyway, um, Fantasy Star 2 came out, and for those that remember the 16-bit uh, RPGs at the time, they had like the 4 meg and 8 meg cartridges with the battery backup, and so they were like <laughs> yep. 70 and 80 bucks. One of my favorite RPGs of all time to this day. Fantasy Star 2? I love it. Good man. Good man. Um, it is fantastic. But anyway, um, where was it going? Anyway, it was a uh, $80 game, and it came with a yellow hint book in with the game, and I just couldn't afford to get it, and uh, just, you know, hoped and hoped and hoped that I would get it on uh, Christmas, and I opened it up, and my mom did get it for me, and I just remember being, like, over the moon about getting that game and just playing it endlessly, even though it was hard as a kid. Those it games was. were hard. They're hard now, but I mean, mm -hmm. as a kid with no guide and no help and no internet, um, you know, it took me a long time to get through, but man, just love that. So it, it, it's kind of funny thinking that nowadays we buy whatever we want. We have a billion games at our hands at any time and just how much joy it brought me to get one single game back then. Very yep. different. Yep. Dan, do you have anything in particular? Anything you can remember or anything Nothing, memorable? I mean, well, one thing, I don't remember much of anything after I go to sleep. So, <laughs> short of that, um, I remember getting the Nintendo on Christmas. The um, NES? The NES, the yep. original NES. And that was all we did for the entire winter break. Oh, yeah. It was Duck Hunt, I think we had, and Mario, yep. obviously. And then we had a couple other ones. Um, I don't know if it was it Excite Bike? Was that one of them? It was. There? It was there. That was yeah. a cool one. Yeah, it, it was one of those. Yeah, yeah it, I remember playing that one a lot. Also, I don't know why I was so into it, but <laughs> there was there, that was probably the biggest Christmas. As you went on, you know, you know, we we kind of my dad was kind of a big gamer, so he would buy the consoles and we would just play on them. You know, and sometimes I think it was more like you know, yeah, I, I want to buy this for myself. That's what he tells my mom. <laughs> you know, but you know, we end up you know, monopolizing most of the time <laughs> on those things. 
Um, mm-hmm. But in just sharing stuff with my kids now, you know, being able to kind of come back full circle where I can get them and, uh, you know, whatever they need as far as, you know, what they want for games, you know, and kids are just different nowadays. Now it's, yeah. you know, instead of getting them games like your, your mom got you, it's like, can I just have V-Bucks or <laughs> Rocket Pass Points or whatever the heck it is on Rocket League? Nope. You know, it's just totally different. They just want the microtransactions. Who started that? That's garbage. <laughs> I, I, I still laugh about, what, what year was it, 2005, when Bethesda introduced the horse armor. And That's right. Everyone's That's like, who who, who's going to pay real money for digital in-game items? No one's ever going to do that. And yeah. uh, here we are, about $80 billion later. Yep. Full circle, though. Yeah. They screwed up with, you know, 76. They're like, yeah, look what we can do. <laughs> and then they're like, this is what you get for horse far. armor. Yeah, this is, this is, this is the, the kickback. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't really have a ton of gaming stuff outside of getting the original console back in the day. I will say I did have a funny experience with a girl that I was dating in my 20s, which was pretty funny because um, it was our first Christmas together. We had been dating for like five months or something and um, had no idea what I was going to get her. I ended up getting her some some girl stuff, you know, some clothing, a little bit of jewelry, whatever. <laughs> I'm and glad you clarified like that. <laughs> but yeah, stuff. so... <laughs> Way to swing the... Uh, so she comes in with this... That's awesome. <laughs> hey, sorry, it's, she's not a gamer. Don't know what to tell you. She comes in with this uh, massive box, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And so she had packed... Um, she ended up getting me the Halo Reach uh, console um, with a headset... And with some games, and I'm like, holy crap, where did this all come out? So she went like way over the top on um, on a console for me. And you, wait, you got um, a but, perfume you know, and some <laughs> some a scarf. You, you know, some, some earrings and a vacuum. Yeah. You know, a pair of earrings, <laughs> you know, a vacuum. Got her like a new broom, you know, that kind of stuff. Gosh. But uh, anyways, it was just kind of a. Funny Let me guess, thing. she left you. <laughs> no, it was kind of a. It was a. It was a mutual breakup. I'll just say that. Oh, Got man. ugly. Anyways, let's get to the point of our episode, <laughs> and it's to kind of talk about our our favorites of the year. Like I said, if you if you're one of those people that just tunes in for a short time, um, our game of the year is at the very end. So make sure to jump to the end if you're just looking for what maybe each one of us liked the most. But we have all kinds of fun categories here for you. We're each going to talk about it. We do have a favorite in each category. But in that category, we probably will talk about a few of the other ones that came close to winning it out in there. So let's kick it off with the first one. And what was your favorite gaming-related moment of the year? So a lot of stuff happened in 2019. Dan, why don't you kick us off here? So what is something that you just really enjoyed from 2019 from a gaming moment? Well, I'm going to borrow from you guys a little bit because, (laughs) um, one, I didn't see this question. And then, two, um, I kind of agree with you. So when you came in to Kansas and hung out, we did a couple... Uh, videos, bitcasts, that was really awesome. Um, the Hellblade True trailer uh, at the Game Awards was awesome. Um, and then kind of discovering like Red Dead Online too, which is going to be a common theme in this uh, <laughs> questionnaire here. Um, it's really kind of taken over because that's all I've played for probably the last two weeks. But Witcher 3 Damn. might be uh, jumping up there here in a I second. I just reinstalled it. <laughs> Freaking yeah. ridiculous. But it's been, a, it's been an awesome year. There's so many games that came out. Um, a lot yep. of unexpected surprises. A lot of, you know, just really good games. Yeah. You know, which is, it's just been a great year for gaming. Yeah. So right. for, How about you, Ains? I, I think for mine, you know, obviously those things, right? Love having you up here. It's going to be cool when you move here. 
um, so we can do that more often. And, uh, you know, the surprise at the Game Awards with Series X and Hellblade 2 is fantastic because it kind of it kicked off next generation talk, you know, where we're now actively talking about next gen, which I get super excited for. Um, other than that, you know, we went to E3 again and had a, had a ball, and we got to go to FanFest this year, and that was an absolute blast. Um, just getting to be part of that community and getting part of that event and meeting all the Xbox execs and just hanging out and playing new games uh, that weren't out yet. Uh, it's just a really fun experience, so hopefully get to do that again uh, next year. Next year should be uh, a crazy one for sure. Excuse me. Yeah, let's... See what happens, but yeah, I mean, I, you guys kind of took all the good stuff already, <laughs> but, uh, you know, E3 in general was pretty fun. There was a lot of stuff. I don't know if there was a lot of killer news that really came out of E3 this past year, but um, for me, the biggest gaming-related thing was the Hellblade trailer. Um, it, not necessarily the Series X. I think it was cool to see that, but when Hellblade kicked off, I was, like I said, Jaw was on the floor. That's the most excited I've been for a game announcement in some time. I thought It's so. funny, really, because I thought you were going to say when we got to see um, Commander Keen. At Bethesda, so Oof. you switched it up on me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had to. I, I changed it last minute. God, Bethesda, what a what a weird presentation. <laughs> well, we we have to start the video over now. <laughs> you know, we're gonna have to cut that whole thing out. Yeah. It's time to go back. But all right, next category here, folks. So, what game surprised you this year? A lot of big things. A lot of things we were expecting to be really good, but. What came out of nowhere and got you guys? How about you, Ains? Why don't you kick it off on this one? Yeah, so I have a couple. Um, I kind of had one that was not a game. I, I just thinking like what surprised me in general about the year, and I throw this out there. It's just a, a lack of interest in the Switch this year for me. And I know, Bert, we were joking about this the other day, but I just, uh, outside of going back and playing Breath of the Wild, which I'll touch on, and a couple other things, I barely played my Switch this year at all. I think it had a lot of good games. Um, they just happen to be games that aren't in my, you know, in my wheelhouse, so... Um, I just barely touched my Switch this year, which is kind of a shame. Um, in terms of games, though, and I think we share this one probably among three of us, right? Yeah. Plague Tale kind of snuck up on us. Uh, really, really good game. Um, I was saying that Focus Home Interactive has been publishing some really good double-A titles, I would call them, lately between Vam Vampire, um, Plague Tale. What's the other one we were just talking about, too? Damn it. Uh, I don't remember. But anyway, they... Uh, They've just had some good titles. So, And then lastly, uh, Master Chief Collection. I want to give a shout-out here because people forget that this is now five years old. It released in 2014 originally. Um, and 343 got crushed for it, as we all know. They basically dug back in, and they've spent the last few years really, really working on it. And uh, outside of even releasing Reach and releasing it on PC, um, it's been completely overhauled. And it is shockingly good now. Uh, the fact that you can just go in, play any of these campaigns, play all of the multiplayers. You can play them all together if you want to. Uh, you can pick and choose any game, any multiplayer, any game type, and just it'll find a match for you. It's crazy. I mean, we I sat with a couple buddies last night and played Halo 4 big team only last night for hours. And we had an absolute blast. All runs at 60 frames. Um, it's fantastic. So... That, that surprises me that that game um, has come back in the way it has from where it was a few years ago. Nice. Nice. Dan, how about yourself? So, what, yeah, Plague Tale you? was kind of big for me. Um, funny thing about that is I was watching uh, the YouTube video for the uh, the initial Cyberpunk trailer. Yep. Um, that 45-minute giant yeah, thing yeah, they yeah. released. Right, so... The I one from this year or last year? Last year, I think. Okay. Yeah, and... And I was watching that, and 
the next video in line for that was a demo of the play, a Plague Tale. And I was like, man, this game looks kind of interesting. I would have never known anything about it. <laughs> but I was kind of like, okay, let's see where this you know lands or whenever it does. And I was like, I'm definitely going to try this out. And it was definitely one of my surprises this year. Uh, the other one was probably Division 2 because I'm not like a huge ARPG guy. But I really, you know kind of dug in this year with that genre I, Diablo obviously um, you know love that but I didn't like the division uh, the first one so I was kind of hesitant on this one but it, I ended up probably you know playing it way more than I thought I, did. You played, I was going yeah, to you, I think you played it more than I did yeah it was quite a bit man yeah. and then uh, Control was a nice little surprise you know um, it's getting a lot of accolades and rightfully so it's a very very good game um, it, it's probably you know not my game of the year necessarily Spoiler alert, but um, <laughs> it, it was kind of it was fun because it, it, it did a lot of things right. Um, there were some problems with it. I think I did review it for the site, and but I really really enjoyed that game. I need to play it. Definitely good. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, for me. I mean, once again, I think we're going to agree on a lot of our categories. But a Plague's Tale was a huge surprise. I mean, I didn't really know what to expect from it. I hadn't seen many trailers before that, and then all of a sudden, I started hearing, "You got to check this game out. You got to check this game out." Checked it out and absolutely loved it. At, at one point, I had it as one of my favorite games of the year. Um, so that was really cool. And then the other one is um, the Grease. So I, we've talked about this one a number of times. It's just, it's an indie game, very small, not a long, a long game, not complicated, not anything. But when you put everything that's in that game, from the music to kind of the story that's being told and just the art that's in the game, it was just a massive surprise for me. I've bought it twice now. <laughs> I bought it for PlayStation 4 and for the Switch. And I'm, I've already finished it on the Switch, and I'm going to play it again on the PlayStation 4 when it comes out. So... Great game. I, I, um, one of our uh, listeners, um, one of our buddies actually, uh, listened to me and Dan, and he picked it up. He's like, well, let me see what this is all about, and he ended up loving it too. So great to see that, and um, great I game still, to see. I still so. haven't played it. I don't know what your problem uh, is. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, problem is yeah, I keep getting but, pulled into games like Red Dead Online by people I know, and uh, I lose my time uh, to other things. I don't <laughs> even know what to tell you. <laughs> All right, so here's here's our next category, which is kind of, um, I guess, a decent segue into the uh, based on our last category. But what's the biggest overall disappointment? So maybe um, maybe something that you were super hyped about, and one of the key things about this category that I'm calling out is something that we actually played. So not something that we just heard in the media, but something that we actually played. So each one of us has chosen one of those. So I'm gonna go first this time. Yeah, do just it. Just talk through it. And. Uh, Mine here is Man of Medan. Um, I was super hyped for this game, and I think we talked a little bit more about it on, you know, how good was Until Dawn back in the day, and maybe it wasn't that good to begin with, and it's uh, something that maybe I just had some nostalgia for, and I thought Man of Medan was going to be good. I couldn't get past the, you know, two-hour mark on this game. It was so poorly written, and I just thought the gameplay was horrid. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. So I love the first ones. Um, was looking forward to this game. I did play it, and man, I thought I was playing a game from the early 2000s. This game had not really moved and evolved into 2019 at all. So massive disappointments for me on that one. Um, and then I'll push it off to you guys. I think you guys have the same one here, so you all could kind of share and talk about your heartbreak on this one. Yeah. So I, I think over the course of the year, we've probably spoken about this game for hours across the yeah. big cast. <laughs> for sure. Uh it is the Andromeda of 2019. <laughs> From yeah. the same studio. What the <laughs> hell, man? <laughs> so oh, Anthem, in case you haven't picked up on what we're talking about, Dan and I were hugely, hugely excited for Anthem. 
Uh, I had the posters on my wall. I mean, it looked really good when we saw it last year at E3, Bird. I think it, the whole world was hyped for this game. And, man, yeah. good game. We've said it so many times. Good, awesome, It's beautiful, fun gameplay, cool designs on the javelins. It does a lot right, but god damn, what a letdown in terms of gameplay. And just, yeah. not gameplay, well, gameplay, but like mission structure and end game and loot and what right. makes an ARPG, basically. Yeah. All the parts of the ARPG that you wanted to be in <laughs> were not. Which is what know. Division 2 did right. Right. And then Division 2 comes yep. right after that and says, Hey, Anthem, this mm-hmm. is how you do it. <laughs> you know? It's not like, like I said, you know, a few times, there were, there were blueprints out there for Bioware to use. Um, in fact, the Division 2 used their own blueprint. Yep. And all their mistakes, they you know, not, they, they didn't get everything perfect on that game, but no. they're still supporting that game to this day. And so is Bioware to an extent, but, you know, nobody cares. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's mine too. Quick shout out to uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint and Crackdown 3 for being trash. Um, <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm not sure how many people were super hyped for Crackdown 3. I think everybody had their... their I don't, their I don't think anyone tempered. was hyped for Crackdown 3. No, I think I, what it was is the Xbox apologist know. trying to defend oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it was not. There you go. Yeah. It was Realistically, I don't think anyone was really hyped for Crackdown Yeah, I, I wanted it to be good. Me too. I, I really, yeah, I, I wanted it to I be I did good. enjoy Crackdown, the first Crackdown. didn't like 2 so much. I couldn't get into it, but I did, you know, I played Crackdown 3. It was good, you know, but it was really, really average, you know. And there's nothing that yeah. really came out and, like, smacked you over the head with, so. I was hyped for the multiplayer portion of it. That was a huge it, mistake. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it looked like it had a ton of potential with the, uh, you know, the destruction and everything. But right. the, it was literally so bare bones. I played, I want to say, three or four matches, and I was like, there's no point in continuing to play this. Nope. Yeah, it's bad. So. Yeah, the uh, the crackdown multiplayer is the worst part of the game. Yeah, I, 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 I was you know me like if there's a good multiplayer suite, I'm all over it, and I was excited, and yeah, uh, yeah that one hurt me a little more than yeah. to be honest. I've I've actually been playing Crackdown three on my you know backlog, you know try to finish off for 2019. I've gone back to it, and it is so mindless um, as to what you're doing the whole time. It's fun for like the first few hours that you're doing mindless stuff, but when it's nothing but mindless after that. It's like, how did this game get off the floor? They should have just canceled it at some point. But I, I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. I mean, it's. I think Crackdown's been talked to, to hell already on it. So as we talked about social media, it it's, is it's what it is. That's right. Yeah. Trademark right. season gaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So next one is a uh, more of a graphical department. It doesn't have to be like you know this is our favorite uh, you know lifelike graphics. This is just a, what did we enjoy this year from a graphics perspective, from an artist perspective type thing. Um, you know, Dan, what did you like this year? What was what was something just gorgeous <clears throat> to you? I mean, I, I like Death Stranding. I think I think it really they did an amazing job with the mocap stuff. Uh, the environments were great. Um, I really can't say anything bad about you know graphically and how it looked. It was just it was very immersive. Um, I loved it. I that loved decima it. engine, man. Yeah, that engine is outstanding. Yep. And you know, to your point also, as far as you know, Red Dead Online, it, it still looks amazing. <laughs> it's, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how good that game still looks. The frame rate's not as mm. great. On you know, you get some stutters and stuff when you're playing online. Yeah, but. Online. You know, they also they updated it um, with the they fixed the HDR in it, and it's it's mind blowing. It's it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. The weather effects, the you know just the the way the uh, like the draw distances and stuff are just skyboxes. Gosh, 
Yeah, I I, I yeah. literally fill up my hard drive when I play that game because I just take pictures the whole goddamn yeah. time. Yep. Um, oh, and no. when photo mode comes out, we won't see Ains for <laughs> quite some time. So goodbye, um, January. Yeah. So there's no photo mode yet. No, no. but the nice thing is because when you play the game, there's almost no HUD. There's just a little uh, radar, right? And you can turn that off with the D-pad. So when I take my pictures, I just turn the, the radar off, and it, yeah. it's like a photo mode pretty much. And you have a camera mm. that you can use, like in handheld mode. You can actually take a selfie, which <laughs> makes me want to punch myself in the yeah, face. I don't do that. And then you can, uh, it's not necessarily a selfie, but it's like a self-portrait out in the, you know, and then you can actually use it to take pictures of the environment, yeah. you know, if you really wanted to. But yeah. like a fully realized nice. photo mode. Uh, isn't there yet? Maybe it, or for PlayStation it should be. No, no, it's it's on it? PC. It's on PC. Yeah, okay. it'd be out. Um, I think PlayStation's like this week or something, and then January next month for Xbox. Yep. Because it's part of a, some other yep. multiplayer update. Um, yeah, so I'll just finish up, Bird. I, I was, you know, re- in, in all seriousness, you know, we just started playing Red Dead Online. It's not a 2019 game, but um, it's yep. still the best looking game. It's yep. the best looking world. Uh, other than that, I was going to call out Gears 5 here. Um, Gears 5 was a stunningly gorgeous game. A lot of different environments, color usage, art direction. Um, definitely expanded more in the world than they did with Gears 4, which was cool. Um, and even in multiplayer, you know, it's it's 4K60 and, and just incredibly sharp. I was actually playing some earlier today, and it's, it's just stunning. So uh, call that out. And then I know this has its own art style, and it doesn't get enough credit but I think the environments were so varied at times with so many different colors and and looks and areas um, it stood out to me was Borderlands 3 has some really nice uh, really it just looks really really good at times it kind of took that old school Hmm. Borderlands look but really brought it into 2019 so interesting Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So mine were uh, Death Stranding is, is leading. There's just so much detail and different little things that people just don't consider when you're playing uh, games that just jump out all over the place. The, it's got the best mocap that I've ever seen in a game either. Um, the characters move in their natural ways when they talk, and it was filmed with mocap studios and stuff. It's just it's so cool. And there's also a lot of different environments there too. So just it was my favorite of the year in that point. I also really loved Metro Exodus. Um, if you're playing it on PC, it's even more impressive. But on the Xbox One X, it's running in 4K. Um, the weather environments, the way things change based on where you're at, the when you're in the darkness, it's just it's just really really good. And then uh, lastly, Gears 5 also. It's I think it's kind of known as the best HDR implementation in gaming right now from a console perspective. Yeah, and it actually so has ray tracing. Just, like I think it's yeah. one of the first yep. console games this generation to have ray tracing. Yep. Yep, so it's a very cool-looking game. So really pretty. A lot of detail goes into that, too. So those are my favorite uh, graphical games. So Okay, next one. So this is kind of a funny one that I just threw in here because um, <laughs> since we're, we are, uh, unfortunately and unfortunately, involved in a lot of social media stuff that's happening, and we're obviously trying to keep people up to date and stuff, but we see a lot of just really dumb stuff that happens on social media. So... What was the biggest, I guess, stupidest social media blunder of 2019, in your opinion? So, Dan, I'm going to start with Ains this time because I think yours just jumped straight to it. But, Ains, what's something that you saw that was just ridiculous this year? You know, there's been a lot, uh, as we all know. Um, I had two only, and these are more recent. I'm sure there's others I'm forgetting, people saying ridiculous things. Um, There was one that got spread yesterday or the day before about... (laughs) About what? 
A a gaming site actually wrote an article and spread it on social media that the Xbox Series X is the wrong console for the climate crisis. (laughs) uh, What does that even mean? uh, They're basically saying that it's going to consume more power. Um, (gasps) Which your TVs, your PCs already consume more power. It's just absurd. It's not even worth discussing, right? But it just kind of spread across social media for how stupid it was. Um, so yeah. I, I think even though that was just a few days ago, that damn near jumped to the top of the line um, by itself. And then um, the other one I want to call out, which I know some of our listeners will know what I'm talking about, um, and we often have a laugh at, is just uh, there's a, a, a group of people, uh, or maybe select people on social media. You know, giveaways are popular. We do plenty of giveaways. Um, you know, just getting people involved, right, in gaming and site and everything else. But there's other people who like to take advantage of that, and they do fake giveaways, mm-hmm. and they do giveaways where they uh, their winners are always their friends, or they claim that uh, they claim exactly they claim that things have happened to them, and they you know they've lost things, and they want companies to replace them out of the kindness of their heart, and, and they do, and they do, and it's just very frustrating mm-hmm. and maddening, and. Uh, Dan's uh, middle finger to them was appropriate. Is that yep. you know these people kind of drive us crazy. So, um, yep. To Dan's note here, you know, <laughs> we always talk about it. There is there's a lot of uh, a lot of dumb things that go on on these social media, but uh, you know we try to do we try to navigate around it. Yep. yep. Yeah, my my thing is uh, pretty simple in the sense to where people that are, you know, console defenders regardless of whatever game it is. So, like, Crackdown was a perfect example. When Crackdown came out and got crap scores, you had the Xbox fanboys coming out saying, it's actually fantastic. Yep. And, you know, it's great. It's just people doing that. And now they're telling me that I can't like this game. I was like, no one told you anything. They're just telling you that the game's not very good. You can like whatever the hell you want to like or play whatever the hell you want to play. But it happens on both sides, and um, it's it's kind of an unfortunate thing. And I, I think the fanboy thing is toxicity has gotten just out of control these days to where I don't even log in anymore unless I need to for, you know, to help the site out. But, um it is what it is. It's, it's as we continue to say over and over. It's just it gets old, and um, I think as long as you're muting and blocking people that you don't need to have in your feed, you can pretty much get around it. But there's still a lot of people that claim they're a neutral party, and they're actually not. So it's it's ridiculous these days. It's tiring. And with that, Dan, I'll let, I'll let you finish it off. And speaking yeah. of tiring, <laughs> all of Twitter can go <laughs> f itself. Um, here's the thing. I, I you guys know probably that I I, I got off of the Twitter site. I'm actually back on, but it's a shadow account that nobody, <laughs> only a few people know about. Um, I don't follow anybody, including my friends. Twitter, at its best, is a great news feed site. It's actually probably unparalleled as far as like the amount of information you can get in the quick amount of time. Yeah, in real time. Yeah, in real time, right? So I've blocked, I've muted. It doesn't matter because people, you know, even when their intentions are great, you know, and people that I follow, you know, they, they make one little remark and then next thing you know, their comments are flooded. Now, if you guys want to get out of this, instead of muting and blocking, don't click on the tweet. <laughs> if you're looking for news, just click on the link that's in the, in the, in the site. Don't look at the comments. You know, it took me, yep. you know, six years. <laughs> like, oh, hey, I don't have to look at these comments, but I'm, you know, it, it it, it, people just like to argue for some reason, and it makes, you know, what Twitter, I think, was supposed to be, or Facebook, even for that point, you know, it, is not what it is. It gives everybody everybody a voice, yes. um, which is a good thing, 
but mostly a terrible thing because <laughs> nobody really uses it for good. Constructively. I mean, so, yeah, some people do, but not really. I mean, it's just, you know, even a developer can come out and be like, hey, we're going to show you a trailer here in a couple weeks of our new game that we haven't announced yet. And then people will sit there and just completely crap on something that they have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's nuts to me. So, yeah, Twitter as a whole is bad. The gaming <laughs> community, I don't really think exists. Because it's really not a community. Because when I think of a community, I think of people that are, you know, friendly towards one another. You know, there are maybe small sub-communities on there that, you know... Um, people are friends with you know we've got some friends and I I do miss some of my people that I talk to a lot but it's not worth the just the aggravation and the the negativity that you have to deal with on there it's it's so so bad and I wish there was a different way to go out and promote stuff and do you know and there are other avenues but you know Twitter is just one of the best ways to get your news out there you know it's it's kind of a catch-22 yeah so and, and it's a catch-22 because of that, right? It's a catch-22 because people are trying to promote and get clicks that right. negativity, controversy sells. Yep. I mean, we know that better than anyone here, and it's it's a battle. It sucks. Yeah. Unfortunately, the attitude is, like what I like, and if you don't like it, you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. So it's, a, it's, it's a weird yeah, thing. It's out of hand, man. Yep. All right, so getting off the social media <laughs> conversation, and... Uh, <laughs> Going back to, I guess, what we'll probably deal with this year is games we just couldn't get to, that we've wanted to get to, but what was something in 2019 that you really wanted to get to that you couldn't get to and it's just going to stay in the backlog? Maybe you haven't even taken it out of its package. Maybe, Dan, you downloaded it and it's just sitting on a hard drive somewhere. It's a bunch of those. Uh, whatever it is, what's what what's something that you got stuck with, Dan? How about you? Start it off. Well, I got Uncharted 4, finally knocked out. I uh, still haven't played 2 or 3. Actually, I played some of 2. I did not play three. So sorry, guys. Are we doing? Sorry, are we doing? Um, which one do we plan on getting to to 2020, or one this, this from one the backlog that we did play that we played this year? Okay, sorry. That's the next one. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah I, skipped, I, I skipped the question, but oh, yeah. So let me let me oh, restate okay. the question here. Let me restate oh, the question. Oh, they're getting to next year. So um, okay. well, yeah. So what <laughs> what game did you not get to, but plan on getting to in 2020, and then we'll go back to the okay. next question. Yeah. So I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what you're doing to me. All right, so the one I'm getting yep. to next year, I'm hoping to finish Devil May Cry 5. There is a ton of them that I'd like to get back Oof. to. Um, Good game. Yeah, that's the one that I started this year. I didn't get to finish. Um, I don't know why I didn't get to finish. There's, there's a bunch, though. I mean, there's I could probably tons. Say, yeah. I mean, I, I played mm-hmm. the main ones that I wanted to. There's probably some I'd like to go back and play. Um, but there's just so many, um, even smaller games, you know that I haven't got to yet, you know, that that are on Game yep. Pass or something that yeah. I want to try out um, before they leave. There's a ton, man. Tons. But that's one probably yeah. that I'll for sure get done next year, Demo 5. Yeah, and I'll, I'll go ahead and go in since you're probably still thinking about it, but um, mine is uh, Dishonored 2. <laughs> so this actually came out in, I think, 2017. <laughs> I think we talked about the and same then, thing last or year, 2018. Yeah. Yeah, and for some reason, um, we started playing it on Backseat Gaming, and I was really excited for it, and then Backseat Gaming kind of just didn't really take off, and so I stopped it, and now there's just been other games that I'm trying to get to that are even older than Dishonored 2, so my goal, and I will probably set it for January of 2020, is to get through Dishonored 2. It's, uh, it's a fantastic game from what I've played. I think I've gone in about an hour and a half 
of the game. I've enjoyed it. It's just, it takes, you have to really get into it, and it's a single-player, first-person shooter type game. And when you're playing three or four other first-person shooters, it's hard to go back to a more methodical single-player first-person shooter. So maybe um, I'll just focus on that in January, not play too many other first-person shooters. But that's mine. I've really wanted to play it. It's a very highly acclaimed game. People love it in general. Art direction, level design, it's all there. So I need to just actually push through. So yeah. What What did you decide on, Hans? I've just got so many. I mean, if we're talking about this, like, you know, I want to play Control um, because of what you guys... Yep. A, a lot of my games are games that you guys have played that I just didn't get to. Control is one of them. I'd yep. like to play Grease. Mm -hmm. um, oh, shit, I just had another one. Damn it. Uh, yes. Oh, man, sorry. No, I just had it in my head, and then I started thinking about other stuff. But they, the point is, Greedfall... You know, yeah. I started Greedfall. I've got about maybe two hours into it, but I just I keep going back to multiplayer games and other games. And yep. so there's just there's other games like that that came out that I, I just really want to play um, that I'll hopefully get to in 2020. I don't make any promises. There's so many more new games that are coming in 2020, even bigger ones like Cyberpunk that I yep. know are going to consume me completely. So who knows? Um, yeah, it's, it seems like you want to knock out as much as you can in Q1, because Q2 is just going to kill us. <laughs> um, it's just going to be, yeah. we're not going to have time for anything else. My problem so. is they keep, you know, so you look at <clears throat> the co-op and multiplayer games like Gears and Modern Warfare and uh, Borderlands and all those, they're adding new stuff. So it's like Red Dead, yep. you know, there's just, they keep adding new stuff, and so I want to keep playing those games. So I never get time to go back to the other things. <clears throat> yeah, fair enough. So... Dan, this time this is the question, <laughs> and, yeah. and I will go first on this one. So what is a game that you did get to in the backlog, and you really enjoyed it? So I'll go first. Um, I went back to a lot of launch games that I never played um, from, from this generation, and I really, really enjoyed Infamous Second Son. So if you haven't played this game, um, I was never a big Infamous fan to begin with, but this is kind of like, I wouldn't say like a reboot, because the same mechanics are still there, but there is a new character... There's a new world, and they have really kind of jumped all over the place with the powers of the game. So the weakness is still the story. There's not really a, a good story put together in there, but the way you upgrade and play with the powers, it's pretty much a playground. Um, it's kind of like Crackdown, but just put together a lot better. Um, and it's got, I, I would say, some of the uh, navigation through the city that you do kind of reminds me a little bit of Spider-Man, really, because the way it moves around. But give it a chance if you never did. It still holds up today in graphics, and it really kind of gives me... Um, some really excitement for Sucker Punch on what they're doing with Ghost of Tsushima. So um, that's mine. That's a big surprise I didn't expect. I really enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. So you, you were saying Uncharted 4. Yeah, Uncharted 4. You can pick that infamous game up for like 10 bucks usually. Yeah, it, cheaper. it came out in 2014. Less. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Even less, yeah. Yeah, Uncharted Great 4 game. is Great game. probably the one that I was most happy with knocking out this year. Uh, you need to go back and play Uncharted 2. Gosh, man, it's tough. Because it's, <laughs> you know, you got to go, you know, the problem with going back is that the mechanics, once you play a game, especially in a series, that, you know, kind of nails the mechanics of a game. It's like, oh, this is way better. And then you go back and you're like, God, oh, this sucks. Because nothing controls like it's supposed to. Um, that one, uh, the Yakuza, like, whatever, the remaster versions. Yeah, you played a lot of Yakuza this year. I played yeah. a ton of it. Um, yeah, Yakuza. I was like Yakuza crazy. Judgment threw that in there too. But um, I've actually got to play three. I'm almost done with four, I think. And I think five comes out here in February. So I'll nice. be all caught up and ready for the new Yakuza that I probably won't play because it looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're, yeah, they're changing yep. a lot of it, right? Yeah. 
Uh, for me, I would say, uh, and this is uh, surprising if you know me, that I actually went back and played this and played it thoroughly, well, pretty thoroughly, as, you know, is Breath of the Wild. Um, bought it at launch, you know, bought the collector's edition guide, all that, really, really wanted to get into it, and it just never grabbed me. And so I made it a point, because of how I always hear from people how great it is, um, to go back and beat it. So I did that, beat it, put some extra time into it uh, to do some of the extra things like the Master Sword and whatnot. But, I mean, that game is so big, I certainly wouldn't say that I came anywhere near 100%ing it. But, uh, you know, I did at least beat it and do it. And I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> It's just not my type of RPG or, or adventure game. It's To me, it's not as great as others, but that's just to me. Um, but I did enjoy it still. It doesn't mean it's a bad game in my mind. I, I liked it, my time with it. So that was interesting. Um, then I just had a couple others. Backlog, uh, I had Path of Exile on here. I know no one's thinking about that game. Um, they have a dedicated fan base, but I know we don't talk about that game often. But it's a fantastic ARPG uh, released on uh, in full, uh, like 1.0 release on PS4 and Xbox this year. Played it with a buddy, went back, played it some more recently. And it's just an amazing game. And uh, they're actually revamping and adding a whole bunch of acts to it for Path of Exile 2 officially coming next year. So keep an eye on that if, um, if you weren't aware of that or you like ARPGs. And then uh, lastly, Master Chief Collection. So I already kind of said my piece on that one. I uh, hadn't really picked it up in a long time, but with Reach releasing and the new additions, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Nice, nice. All right, well, let's move on to our next little category here. And these are things that we wanted in 2019 but didn't get. So, um, Ains, why don't you go first this time on this one? What's something that you just didn't get in 2019? Where the F is Banjo? Okay? <laughs> why do I have to keep asking about this? Is nobody listening? Because Rare is too busy with Sea of Thieves. Oh, they did a good That's Yeah, they've done a great job with Sea of Thieves. Yeah. But, goddammit, Banjo, come on. It's time. Uh, there's lots of stop it. <laughs> there's lots of people. Well, lots of people that I talk to of the eight of us that are asking for yes. this, and um, you know, several times I know it's been rumored. We've talked about it. There's been leaks. Everything leading towards a new banjo game, and we just have never gotten it. So uh, we obviously got banjo and Smash, but that's just not the same. Um, you know, we really want either a complete, brand new remake of the original banjos, or give us a, a proper banjo three. Um, so that was a disappointment. And then Cuphead, you know, uh, people forget that the expansion for Cuphead was supposed to come this year. And so that was one of my most yep. anticipated things of this year, and it got moved to next year, which is fine. You know, take their time with it, what have you. It's just, uh, it's still disappointing to me that I'm not playing more Cuphead yet. Sure. Yeah. Dan, how about yourself? I wanted a new Fable announce. You know, you're pr they're probably working on it, or at least something similar to it over at Playground. Um, just announced it already, for God's sakes. <laughs> I mean, why are we just sitting around and, you know, tugging at each other's stuff? Just let it go. <laughs> let it go. Just come on, Xbox. There's actually, say, hey. there's a, I saw an article yesterday saying, you know, remember how PS PlayStation was uh, announcing games way ahead of time, right? Yeah. Like Death Stranding's a good one, right? Like four mm -hmm. years before release or whatever. Um, Metroid Prime 4, another one. Um, and Xbox yep. said they're not going to do that. And now there was an article that came out... I don't know, a couple days ago, that was basically saying, you know, Xbox kind of needs to start announcing things that are coming yeah. further ahead of time, because it, it, it just at least gets it in people's minds and gets the hype going. Yeah, get, get people excited. It's like, you know, once that console releases in November, 
and nobody knows what's coming out for it, nobody's going to be, you know, it's going to be five, six hundred bucks at least. So, you know, you got to save that money. Some people yeah. do, you know, you got to save it. People are saving up money, but they're going to buy a PS4 because they're five because they know exactly what is coming out for it, you know, for the most part. Actually, we don't know anything about coming out for it. <laughs> both of you guys, PlayStation, Sony, Xbox, just tell me something. For the love of yeah, God, yeah, which man. is weird because like if if you look at if you look at Microsoft, you got Cuphead, which is the one you were just talking about, announced a long time ago. Still haven't seen it. Ori was announced back in 2016 or something like that. We saw it at you know E3 2017, um, and then 18. it still hasn't come out. In, we see, yeah, 2018 still hasn't come out, and they said it was pretty much done in 2018. So we're not seeing until 2020, two years later. So I don't know. Right. It's, it seems like a weird thing, right. which yeah, is even weirder that. for me because my my biggest thing that I wanted is announcements for stuff that have been rumored for a very long time. And they, the key ones are obviously Splinter Cell. We talk about Splinter Cell anytime any big presentations coming from anybody. Um, you also have the Batman game, the Court of Owls, that's been talked about forever, and that's from WB Montreal. And then the other one from Rocksteady, which, you know, similar studio to WB Montreal there, is a Justice League game. So initially it was a Superman game, then there was a Batman game that we're working on that turned into something else, and now it's a Justice League game, and that was rumored for a long time. So just that Rocksteady, you know, engine that they've worked on is something that I really loved, and I really just love those games. So I've been wanting those to come out for a while. And it's just a trailer that I want an announcement. Show us that you're actually working on it. Just right. say no development anytime soon or no date anytime soon. Or don't even put a date on it, period. Just say coming soon or something. I don't know. But never got it. Never came out. Kind of like... It's just the rumor mill. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Was, I thought... Go ahead. Finish the statement. No, I was just going to say, uh, that's when you hear the wet blanket in me talked about, <laughs> I've been burned so many times with rumors over the last few years of covering the game industry. And it just, uh, now I'm just like, you know, when it's finally coming out, then I'll get excited about it. There's so much coming out now that I'll just get excited about that. I don't care to overhype things that are so far away. But just let me know you're working on it. <laughs> well, I was going to say that that's really what we just got out of 2K with Bioshock. Yeah. Hey, we got a studio. We know you love Bioshock. Yeah. We got the IP. We're working on it. It's got right. a long way away, but we're working on it. Right. And then people are happy. That's it. That's it. That's There's say. a new Bioshock coming. Awesome. Let me know when it's Dragon right. Dragon Age 4. Mass Effect. New <laughs> games are coming out. At I'm, least Bi you know. BioWare got that right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, gee, man, Christmas. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Just get it. Yeah, no, we're working on Dragon Age. Awesome. Days. That's good. Yeah. I can look forward to a new you Dragon know, Age. Ubisoft is working on Splinter Cell. They just won't say it for some reason. Yeah. You know, know probably a new Far Cry yeah. game that nobody wants. But, you know, it, it's but I'll, that I'll buy and play a whole bunch of. You know, just say, hey, yeah, yeah we're working on Splinter Cell. He's not dead yet. <laughs> Fisher is still there. Yeah. You know? Or at least, you know, like Fable's a good uh, example, right? If they're not, everyone thinks they're working on Fable. If they're not. Right. Come out and say, guys, you know, Fable, we're not working on Fable, but yeah. we're working on an ambitious new RPG that, right. you know, will Perfect. be hopefully set a new standard in fantasy RPGs or whatever. You know, just yeah. something to get people hyped. Yeah. And don't yeah. come out and, you know, show like, you know, a, a quick little black screen and then like the three lights from his mask come down, you know, for, for Sam Fisher. And then do an iOS game? Yeah, then do, yeah, <laughs> do like a card game or something. Stop that garbage. Nobody wants that stuff. Give me a game. That's kind of what they did with Metroid and now we still don't know what's up with Metroid. Yeah, we screw just know Nintendo. That it's been yeah, see, that, that's the opposite so. end, right? Like Metroid Prime 4 kind of annoys me because all they showed was a logo and nothing else. Yeah. There, there's no, yeah. there's no context. Yeah. You know, at least with Bioshock, yeah. they said, here's the studio, 
We've got people working on it. We've got a couple years of development, but it's a few years away. There's some context there, not just a logo. Yep. Yeah, you can show me a logo anything. Yeah. I don't give a crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just do something. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move over to our next one. So this this is just a funny one, and we didn't count hours here, but what game did you spend the most time in in 2019, just running in your console? What, what did you have in there? So for me, I'll go because it, it, it's probably something multiplayer, right? Because we play, it's probably something like PUBG, if yeah. I was going to add up the hours, just because of how often we play it, and we'll play for three, four hours at a time. Um, so it could be PUBG, could be... PUBG, um, but it's <laughs> <laughs> I, I had on here Gears Five just because you know the campaign was longer in Gears Five and I, I played it you know obviously loved it played it nice and slow and then I've played a lot of multiplayer in Gears Five too so I think for me it's probably Gears Five but I would say it could be anything like uh, PUBG we've played a ton of Modern <laughs> Warfare already with the campaign and multiplayer mm -hmm. um, you know games like that I just anything where we're playing together and killing people I love yeah um, I, mine's yeah. probably the yeah, how about yourself. Right? And or Red Dead yeah. Redemption Two, it's probably get, it's getting close. I was gonna say probably, you've played that a shit ton lately. So. Yeah, it's been like two weeks solid of that game. Yeah. Um. So it's gonna be <laughs> one of those two. Maybe Borderlands sneaks in there in third place. Um. But there's you know Anthem even I had like eighty something hours. I, I think you have over a hundred. I thought in Anthem. Maybe I do. That's yeah. so sad. I'm up there in Anthem too, Jesus. and I did the same with Division as well. Played that for a lot too. So. Yeah, yeah. it's gotta be up there Damn. somewhere. Yeah, so mine's weird, or maybe not weird, because considering it's oh, it's me, weird, but, um, super weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, F1 2019. So I've played three seasons with different teams and finished those off, and then I've actually played a bit of multiplayer on it as well. And um, I did quite a bit of experimentation with the racing wheel that I picked up, and I'm just maybe I just got all my skill from a controller because I just really struggle with the wheel. Maybe I need a full setup for it. But uh, yeah, F1 2019, fantastic game. Um, I'm definitely on a break on it now, and I probably won't pick up or played again until maybe 2020. So I've got plenty of life out of that game. So great game if you're into F1, by the way. Uh, it's not, I think it's okay. on Game Pass now, right? No, only 2018 oh, is. 2018's okay. mm. been on there. 2019 has not. Mm. And 2019 is the one that is the true current gen okay. um, you know, F1 game. It's been overhauled <laughs> like crazy. Duh. Yeah. Okay, so this one is another one. Um, this one's an interesting category. <laughs> and this is, what do you think is the most overhyped game of 2019 that you actually played? So not just what maybe you heard in the news or maybe your friends were talking about, but what did you actually <laughs> play that you know, you're expecting a great product and you're just like, what the hell is you, this? This is you, it. you sure you want to ask Dan and I this again? <laughs> I mean, we know, we know my should, should we go across the board? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's Anthem, man. I mean, they... Yeah. they Blew that one up so you know so much, and then yep. actually blew it up when they actually released it. So I'm super yeah. disappointed. You know, a lot of it's because it's one of my favorite studios, and it seems like they're falling apart. Great and studio, great concept. Right. It's like put those two things together. You should have had a great game. Yeah, and it, you know, and there's a lot of things that went on behind the scenes that we don't know about, and some yeah. of them that we do, um, at least from rumors or you know from reports, and it, it sucks. It sucks so bad because, you know, we know what they can give us. Yeah. You know, and what we got was not hot that. garbage. Yeah. It was, it was trash. <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't have it on well, here. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, one, I think that got a ton of hype probably because it was Sony first party and landed with a thud because of all the glitches and bugs was Days Gone. That's true. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it kind of yeah. came out and... 
I know a lot of people love it, and funny enough, I've talked about it before. I'm I'm near the end of on the, I'm well through it right now, and uh, I'm enjoying it for the most part. It does have bugs, it does have glitches, but I know at launch it was pretty rough, and people were having all kinds of crazy stuff happen. So I think people were really really hyped for it. It was Ben Studio's first game in this generation, and uh, you know yeah. kind of landed with a thud. Um, that's the only thing that concerns me about Ghost of Tsushima. I know it looks fantastic. I know Sucker Punch is not Ben. They're a little higher on that scale, but we truly don't know anything about that game yet, so I, I'm trying not to hype it up too much in my head. I'm um, already hyped. I know. Most yeah. people are. Actually, uh, I have no idea. I'm, I'm more worried that it's going to be more like a Dark Souls Sekiro clone than it is uh, maybe an actually action Like straight game. action. Like straight, yeah, yeah sure. more like Jedi Adventure, maybe. Right. The only thing I was going to mention, yeah. I wouldn't say overhyped is the right word here. Or maybe it is. I don't know. I haven't played it. But, you know, it is the hype around Death Stranding, we, I think we have to call out, was crazy. I mean, Kojima coming back with his first game in his new studio. And, I mean, it was just, it was fucking everywhere. So, mm-hmm. um, yep. it was pretty pretty interesting to watch unfold. Yeah, mm-hmm. mine, Um, I put Anthem down initially, but upon thinking about it a little bit more through through our current episode um is Sekiro so I I I think Sekiro is way overhyped and it's it's kind of a weird um thought process for me because it's a game that not many people will play and actually appreciate because they just can't get into it or it's too hard or and for a lot of people they think Mm -hmm. it's just a a slight evolution from the Dark Souls games (laughs) and uh it's it's just a weird thing to think about because um if you actually follow the achievements or the trophies on these types of games, not many people get through this game. Um, it's very small. The sales numbers are not insane to where you know you compare it to other big games that are in the same game of the year running or anything like that. So it's a really weird thing to see so much hype from review sites and stuff. And the majority of the people at the review sites probably can't get through the whole game as well. So it's um it's a very weird just game for me that has just now all of a sudden out of nowhere it's game of the year for everybody when like i said before there's a whole bunch of games that picked up steam just in the last month that nobody was talking about before only when it came out so that would be mine i think that one is super overhyped at this time of the year it's kind of a good point too because you know exactly what you're saying is it's, it's rated really high um a one game of the year in several outlets and yet we've caught not we've but society has caught reviewers giving it really high scores and yet not even finishing it or getting through it you know and it's it's kind of weird because like you said the percentages of people that actually finish those um are low so i was trying to look up right Very now low. as you were talking because yeah. um, i did finish it and i was trying to look up the achievement percentages on the game so as you guys are still talking i'll i'll find it well here's the, here's the yeah problem. and the way the way you go calculate ahead. this is uh go ahead Dan. No, go ahead Bert. I was going to say, the way you calculate it is, so uh, on both trophies and achievements on, obviously, Xbox and PlayStation, the percentage of finishing the game in whatever difficulty that you do in any single game is based on the people that have actually played it. So then when you take the sales numbers from that, and like I said, Sekiro is not a 6-7 million you know unit type sold game, and then you take that percentage and then you divide it by what's there. I think Dark Souls or whatever those games, I, I once calculated there was less than 60,000 people that completed the game. So if you consider that to be just a, you know, industry-defining game, and this is just the most amazing game ever made or whatever, but no one plays it, it's just a really weird way to think about um, games. So I know it's cool for maybe you as a reviewer, but your average gamer will never play the game. So is it really industry-defining? It's just really weird. So 
here's some stats for you. I found it. So uh, to give you kind of an idea, you fight the Guardian Ape. He's a, a big pain in the ass boss. He's about two. Th I'd say about two thirds of the way through the game. So on Xbox, twenty percent have beat him. Um, if you go further to where, to where you're, you know, you're fighting the last boss. This is actually the last boss right here, and then there's a there's a separate ending you can get. But the last boss, we're at nine percent. Yep. So nine percent. So then you take how many people bought the game. We don't know what the sales are. We haven't tracked that, but. You know, Insecure is the one that was supposed to be more approachable. So when you think of some of the Souls it? games. Yeah. Not at all. Oh, it frustrated no. me at times, and I love those games. Yeah. Damn it. I played the game. I played the game. I have about five or six hours into it, and I probably almost went through two controllers breaking the damn thing. Perfect. <laughs> Anyways, Dan, you're, you were going to say something. I didn't well, mean to take so much That kind of goes back airtime. to our whole, you know, crazy social media stuff. You know, I'm tired of seeing reviews for people that haven't finished games or... The, you know, movies or, you know, TV series. Oh, I've watched two yeah, episodes. Yeah, that Witcher review, dude, that guy Get got the lit up. hell out of here yeah. with that I stuff. watched two episodes and then skipped ahead. And, yeah, yeah, hard F. You know, you know what? Shut the hell up. <laughs> All right? You know, we here at Season Gaming, we always finish the game. Or we don't review it. That's it. We haven't done a review on a game we haven't finished. Period. Yeah, that's it. You know, yeah. you, you yeah. can't give a full opinion about stuff without actually having to know, you know, what actually happens. When I finished Death Stranding, and this is probably right around when I got off of Twitter, um, it was so crazy and so divisive, 1.6% of the people who have played the game had actually finished. So, you know, that's a very, long game. It's a long game. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You know, what that tells me is that probably several of the reviews, good and bad, didn't finish the game, you know, before they did their review. Yep. Yeah. You know what? And you could tell that by reading some of them. Right. Yeah. You want to get oh, in yeah. there and you want to get the first clicks. You want to be the first one. You know what? I want a comprehensive, um, you know, review. I want to see, you know, what you think, you know, and, and, but I can't make that, you know, call if you've finished two thirds of the game or, you know, I mean, you know, I hate Oxenfree, right? We all know this. <laughs> can't stay in that game. Didn't finish it. Put five hours into the game, and I wanted to punch every single character in that game. Okay, so you know, my my review for it is is invalid as far as that you know that goes. In my opinion, you know, I tell you not to play it. You shouldn't. But don't listen to me. Go, you know, listen to the reviewers. Actually, finish the game. It's really not even that long. I'm probably like two hours away from finishing, but I couldn't do it. You know, stop doing that, people. Stop. And then people that follow those people, stop doing that too. All right. That's that's, and I know I've said it before, but that's why I made a hard line with because Death Stranding was probably the worst offender in this realm this year, right? I, I for think. sure. Yeah, um, it was this year's. Yeah. And I, I made a hard line of I'm I'm not gonna say that it's bad. I'm not gonna say anything about it because I haven't played it. But I am gonna say it's just from what I've seen and read, it's not for me. But that's a very different statement. I'm not on social media saying don't play this or this sucks or right. anything. You know, it's just no, I haven't played it. It's not my type of game. So what? Yep, it can still be a very good game. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. Right on. All right. <laughs> Only a couple categories <laughs> a couple left. Couple soapboxes under categories. our table here. Sorry. Yeah. We got we That's we got that off our chest. <laughs> got it off the chest. All right. So I, I think all of us, with the exception of Dan, you don't play as much multiplayer as we do, and I tend to prefer single player unless I'm gaming with you guys just for the conversation and the fun. But mm -hmm. what's the most fun you had a multiplayer this year, guys? Well, you want to yeah, I mean, use to be quick, so yeah, it's, it's basically Red Dead Two. Or, you yeah. know what though? Borderlands Three was probably 
We had some good times. We had some pretty good time yeah, playing for that. for sure. You know, that kind of stuff I enjoy. Division as well. Division, yeah. The the co-op multiplayer is yeah. more my my speed, and I did have a good time in both those sea games. Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves, yep. Yeah. All of those games, you know, um, which I'm, I am just not a multiplayer guy, um, mostly because I suck. But <laughs> those games, I really had a good time. <laughs> you know, it's fun to do stuff like that, and, you know, it's... <laughs> When when you when you just see these the the craziness that happens out of these crazy situations and stuff you know in Borderlands three or or Sea of Thieves you know it's that kind of stuff that really uh, kind of pulls me in. Now I'm never gonna be you know you guys where it's Apex and stuff like that. I'm I'm just this is not my thing because it'll just frustrate me and I will start throwing controllers just like Bert. So I tend to stay away from it. And I don't want to have a heart yep. attack. I, uh, How about you, Ains? Yeah, I, I love the co-op. I, I just love playing with people. I don't know. I always have ever since, you know, first PC games came and then Dreamcast and then Xbox Live. I just I just love it. Got your Santa hat there? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> right in my face. So, uh, no, I agree with Dan. Some of those co-op experiences, those are fantastic. Um, and then just competitive multiplayer. A lot of good games this year for competitive multiplayer. PUBG got really good. Uh, Modern Warfare is fantastic. Apex came out is fantastic. Uh, I really love Gears. Um, at Master Chief Collection revise, like I said, it's just tons. I've just put a ton of time into all those, um, and had a blast with them all. So I don't know if I have a most fun uh, specifically. I think if I had to pick one, I'd say honestly, when when Bert, when me, you, and the guys are are playing PUBG and we get that tense chicken dinner in PUBG. I, oh God, yeah. I think that's probably mm-hmm. the top. So it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, for me, it's it's kind of a roller coaster year. So the start of 2019 was all Apex. I mean, we played Apex yeah, nonstop play every single day. And then once it got old and they didn't really evolve much, we kind of just shelved Apex, went back to PUBG, really enjoyed it, and then have just played the multiplayer games that have come out through the rest of the calendar year. So currently it's Call of Duty. Yeah. It's a big thing. And, and Gears was kind of before Call of Duty came out. So it's um, it's just been a lot of fun in multiplayer this year. You know, it's uh, for me, those are the big ones. Um, it's really funny for us to just kind of forget, forget about Apex. And uh, I actually want to go back to... Um, Battlefront after the whole Star Wars. I played it the other night. Going on. Played a couple matches of it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. We actually played uh, Battlefield Five the other day, and boy, that game is still rough as hell. I don't know how that <laughs> game still has not fixed basic issues. Yeah. To quit a game, it takes five minutes yeah. just to get back to the main menu. And I'm not exaggerating on no, time. We timed that, that, it. So. Battlefield UI uh, is horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah. So. Okay, and let's go ahead and wrap it up for our year. So we do want to talk about our favorite game of the year. Once again, this is not the season gaming game of the year. This is our personal favorites. Obviously, we may differ. We may be the same. But uh, what is your favorite game of the year, and what came close? Like, what was your top three, maybe, with the, with the, <coughs> with the best one of the year? So, uh, Dan, why don't you go first? What, what do you got here? So I had Death Stranding, but it was really, really close mm-hmm. because... It's crazy how different these games are. <laughs> like, um, Plague Tale was also really, really good, but it was a completely different game. Yep. Um, and I liked it more for, uh, well, you know, the violin shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just a whole different take <laughs> yeah, on, on a game like this. It was a very, very good story. I love the characters. Um, it, it was just really, really well done. And yeah. it, like, it snuck up on us, like we said. But Death Stranding kind of yep. took, you know, a whole different route with the uh, whole social or asymmetrical multiplayer kind of thing. And I think they did a really, really good job. Say they, by me, him. 
<laughs> of course, but I don't, <laughs> don't want to offend anybody, Kojima. Um, I, I, I just had so much fun with that game, which I didn't, I wasn't expecting <laughs> it. You know, kind of like Plague Tale. I really was, I was expecting to actually not like it at all. You know, I kind of bit into the, you know, it kind of looks like a walking simulator. We didn't really see anything, you know, before, you know, it came out. It was always kind of the same thing. It was kind of weird stuff, too, where you're peeing and, you know, it's like, hey, look what you can do this. Like, who cares? The, the, you know? the gameplay, they showed the hype it. It was wasn't good. It yeah, was it, it didn't. Because the people who are going to be hyped for Death Stranding and Kojima games are going to be hyped no matter what they showed. Right. What you should have right. been showing, for, in my opinion, for gameplay is to get people like me who were skeptical right. to get us more excited. Right, and, and that's and yeah, that, I, that might have just the, been a, you know, that's just him doing his thing. But when you actually get into the game, there are so many things in it that work in conjunction with each other, and they work really well. Yeah, it's not perfect. It has a couple yeah. of hiccups here and there. Um, some of the controls are a little weird um, at times, but... It really kind of pushes for me, you know, with with how sick of tired I was with Twitter. You kind of get into Death Stranding. You're like, hey, everybody is really nice in here, and you don't even see anybody. You know, it's it's, it's kind of like the best version of what Twitter can be because you're 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 using uh, things like bridges and stuff to to you know that you somebody you have no idea. You give them a like. You know, people are liking your 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 setup for the uh, the slingshots, whatever the the what the hell are they called? I can pick. I've seen yeah. the videos of it. Yeah, the the zip, zip lines, zip lines, zip right. lines. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it was it just all worked, you know, really really well together. Then you have the story, which to me I thought was going to be completely convoluted and insane, <laughs> and I was just like, Why did you think that? Yeah. Because, you know, I got sucked in on Metal Gear Solid Five, and I, it kind of screwed with my head. Um, and it pissed me off. So I was really impressed that he kind of brought everything together. Yeah, there's a lot to it, but it's not insane. I think you both <laughs> yeah. said that it yeah. comes together at the end, right? right. Yeah. yeah. And the cutscenes... Yeah, it comes together throughout the game, honestly. Yeah, it really yeah. does. After the first half. Yeah, yeah. You, once you get past, like, <laughs> chapter three or four, um, everything starts kind of blending and working really well together, you you know you're you're past the basics yep. of everything. It, it's it's, I want to say it's like genre defying, you know. But it, it's it's taken that asymmetrical multiplayer that you see in like Dark Souls and stuff, and kind of expanded on it and made it good, and made it to where it's actual enjoyable experience, you know, um, where not only that you know you rely on other people that you have no idea you're creating these strands and creating these connections with other people. You know, there have been so many times in the game where it's like, I needed that right now. You know, what that guy built, you know, and I can come back and say, you know what, I'm going to help out. And it makes you want to help other people out, even though you'll never see these other people. Mm. It, it's, it's, that was the biggest part for me because it was such a positive experience. Um, everything else just kind of was icing on the cake, you know, and everything else that came with it. You know, <clears throat> there were some problems with it, obviously, but... Um, I really, really enjoy my time with it. Sweet. Nice. Nice. And some about yourself. you got a lot of stuff here. Yeah, too. I've got kind of three main ones, and I was thinking about this a lot. Um, so I think anyone who knows or listens knows I'm a big Gears guy, so I think Gears 5 would have been the forerunner for me coming into the year to be Game of the Year. And I think it would have been, or might even still be, my, my favorite Game of the Year, but I have to acknowledge the issues it launched with. Um, 
for being a first party big budget studio um excellent game but man why do you have campaign save issues and checkpoint issues and and multiplayer connection issues and all this for the first several weeks uh that the game came out and that that just to me i can't overlook that um and so as much as i really like the campaign and if you have played gears 5 campaign i know i've said this before but reading that prequel book and they talk about this with many games right especially like witcher even but um that prequel book that led up to the gears 5 campaign added a lot and there's a lot in that campaign that i recognized or appreciated because of the book so if you're a big gears fan i would highly suggest that um but great campaign love the characters multiplayer is a blast i just i can't ignore the the issues it launched with um the other one that we haven't even mentioned surprisingly all episode is jedi fallen order um, a lot of people had this on their game of the year list. I think all three of us finished it, loved it, uh, told a great Star Wars story, uh, got really good in the second half, especially in the late game, had a fantastic surprise in the last 90 minutes or so. Um, but again, two core issues here. Um, one is, is yep. weirdly janky, um, mm-hmm. it just in a weird way, you know, like you wouldn't expect the game to be janky in some of the things it is. But most frustrating about Fallen Order is the level design. Um, it, it goes for that Souls approach, and it just doesn't nail it in the same way. The map is horrendous, and I know we've talked about this, mm. but it makes it, you know, in in Souls games, it's fun to, well, fun for some people to run back through the levels and, and explore and find hidden stuff. In Fallen Order, I didn't even want to go back to it because it was a nightmare just thinking about running through those levels again because you just get lost, and that's not fun. So, despite all the positives of that game, I hope when they make part two, which they said I think they're already working on, right? Um, yep. I hope that they reevaluate that and think of a better way to do it, better design. So, with all that said, I think actually my favorite game of the year would have to be Out of Worlds. Um, yeah, there for me too. Excellent yeah, game. Uh, fantastic game, and I think it it took game narrative and player choice to a to a new level. Um, we've seen narrative and player choice in many, many, many games. But, I mean, the amount of uh, nuance and depth to what the Outer Worlds brings in that vein is really shocking, to be honest with you. Um, in fact, I heard someone phrase it really well the other day on a podcast. I think it might have been on a, one of the Beyonds recently. But he said, it's the first game I've ever played where a video game character actually talked me out of making one decision and changing my mind. Um, and it had to do with one of those key decisions you make in one of the areas. And I was like, that's a, kind of a good way to phrase it because, yeah, the, it's just so much is meaningful in that game. Um, and remember, it, it, it launched on all platforms, it, critical success, commercial success. Um, it, uh, it had very few bugs for a game of that nature. In that fact, was crazy. I, yeah, I don't think I saw anything that impeded anything I did with that game. So... Overall, long story short, I think when I really take in all the factors, I think Outer Worlds would have to get my nod for the best game, um, or my favorite game, excuse me, uh, this year. Nice. Very good. Good choices, guys. <clears throat> Mine's going to be uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Stop so it. My game of the year. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so I actually did. Yeah. <laughs> I did actually enjoy Kingdom Hearts 3, but it's not game of the year material. So um, let me talk about my top three, and I'll be relatively quick, but not, not 
not too quick, but um, I really loved Resident Evil 2. So Resident Evil 2 is one of my my favorite games and of, uh, I guess, the PlayStation era back then. But for them to rework the entire game, change the gameplay uh, perspective, redo the entire game in general, and even change the way Mr. X um, works Fuck with you dude. and um, th- 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 throws you Excuse off. In the original one... In the original one, there were some scripted times he would come out, and that was really it. But in this one, he chases you all over the damn game. But uh, I really loved it. I've played it through four times now just because of the different endings, different way you do things, the way the game changes, the difficulty stuff. I've really had a good time. That was, um, at the beginning of the year, my favorite game for a while until some of these other ones took over. Um, Metro Exodus was my, once again, it took the slot for my favorite game after I played it. I had huge technical issues with it. Um, and it wasn't until I got my newer One uh, X that I was actually able to play it through. I was trying to play it through on PC, um, but was just kind of struggling because I just can't play games at a computer monitor and, and stuff like that. So once I played it, I absolutely fell in love with it. I was into the world. I'd spent so much time crafting things. And it's a game that I think a lot of people should try if you're looking for a really good single-player experience. But the game that took um, the cake in my, my book this year was Death Stranding. So it was absolutely amazing. I really didn't have a positive or negative going into it there was just so much toxicity as we said before on social media that i was just like let me just try this game i didn't even play it at launch i waited about two or three weeks to play it um and then when you put everything together into it the music the graphics the the experience that you have while playing the game the charm from the japanese type of gameplay that exists in the game is just really really good and i just found myself doing a lot of things uh, from a single player perspective that i don't really do in most games and even though it's got the um the mentality of it's just a delivery game well the way you do those deliveries and the way you interact with the npcs in the game just really important and then when you get to the twist in the game and the characters in the game that really start to make you feel certain things it's just even more um, amazing and then when it wraps up you're just like holy shit that was just a really good experience so um that's my game of of 2019 i think it's going to be something special for people that loved it for the genre and for the decade and this generation i would say for people that didn't really care for it it's just not going to really mean anything to you in general so i can see people not caring for it but it's my game of 2019 i had a really really great time with it um i'm interested to see what it's going to look like on pc when it comes out and people are playing it in crazy settings because it's probably awesome but it was great on the pro and um it was it was just that good for me so um anyways anything else you guys want to say um mention about 2019 in general two, two quick things metro exodus was the other game in my backlog i wanted to get to um, because you both have said ah, it's, it's very okay. good and you just reminded yep. me of that the other one and nobody's going to mention this game in any of these podcasts that you listen to but if you i really enjoyed it for what it was if you like horror games play blair witch um i, I Ooh, thought it was great very game. good yeah. uh i reviewed it it's on the site if you want to check it out i think i gave it like an eight short game maybe what for six hours seven hours something like that uh fine i was closer to the nine to ten just because i was going super slow in some areas but okay. yeah if you were nine to ten somewhere i might, in have, six I might to have been 10. 40 so <laughs> that's right yeah. uh but no really really yeah. good game especially um it's a little slow to start but picks up and uh the last hour to two hours is bonkers Jesus. bonkers so um yeah, yeah play it nope. <laughs> dan anything else you want to close out with for 2019 no, that you kind of just want to mention it was an awesome year for sure that's you know just overall for gaming yep. it was it was incredible you know we, we talked about a lot of the games a lot of the stuff you know just so much we got a new xbox elite controller you know yeah to, elite series too 
that that was awesome. You yeah. know, we, we there there's all these other things just that we didn't have time to talk about. It's been that good of a year. Yep. And if 2020 is even going to be half of what it is, I'll be super excited. Uh, it's going to be bigger. Yeah, it's going to be bigger with the, both console oh, way launchers. Bigger. Way bigger. I can't even imagine what's yep. going to happen next year. But um, yep. we might have to like, go back to like, every two weeks because <laughs> we'll have no time to do anything. <laughs> I, I'm going to have a lot of vacation time next yeah. year, that's for sure. The, the only other thing, sorry, Bert, is um, the, the one slightly disappointing, it sounds stupid, the only disappointing, slight disappointment for me was we didn't have that one game that just blew everything away. Right. Last year we had yep. two of two them, of them. Yeah. with Red Dead 2 and God of War. And there was not one genre generation defining game this year, which felt kind of weird. And I think that's why in the game of the year categories you see so many different games coming in because there's not just one that wiped everything yeah. out. And you've got three already, at yep. least already with Halo, Last of Us 2, Cyberpunk. That are potentially and, and potentially Breath of the Wild too. Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, I mean you're looking at four of their games. Well, still three, but I mentioned Breath of the Wild too. Right. No, so three <laughs> games that are going to possibly, you know, define you know their genre. You yeah. know, it's going to be insane, insane. Yeah. You know that's a yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, answer. Bert. The way you just said that caught me off guard because you're right. If all four of those come out, those are all four different genres. Yep. Which is really weird to think about. Craziness. Wow. Sorry, Bert. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to mention 2019. So you mentioned there wasn't really a, a stealer. There really also wasn't any exclusives that just destroyed everything in no. general. And I think a lot of people re- rely on an exclusive to do that from any company, whether it be Nintendo, Microsoft, or uh, Sony. So it's just kind of weird that that happened. We had a lot of AAA experiences from you know multi-platform games, and I think that's important to see that. But to your point, we didn't have one that just took it all. I think last year there was actually only one game that took Red it all, Dead, not, you're not right. two. But uh, <laughs> so so uh, so yeah, great great year in gaming. We are um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the bitcast, we are going to have kind of a year in review in the industry. That's not really our opinion, just kind of what happened coming up in January. Um, so you can expect that from us. Uh, we did want to kind of just share with you our personal opinions about what we liked in 2019. But like I said, expect that here in the next eh, one or two bitcasts uh, in January. I will actually be out um, the next bitcast. So I think Ains and Dan will probably do that one. If not, we'll have a guest on there too, if you guys are having it. We haven't quite talked about that far into it. But um, if you did listen to us in 2019, thanks so much. We really appreciate the support, your subscribe, your likes, and all that stuff. We can't thank you enough for that. Got a lot more fun stuff coming for you in 2020 as we continue to get bigger, more articles, more reviews, more videos, all coming. And hopefully um, E3 is another big one that we can get to and kind of share all the experiences with you. But once again, thanks for listening in 2019. Have a great holiday, a great new year if I don't talk to you before then, and we'll chat with you later.